Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service. And last week I talked about information about selecting trees for the landscape, uh, conditions like siting, uh, the sunshade pattern the tree is going to give, uh, as well as the sunshade pattern you'd like to see happening in your yard, uh, soil conditions, whether they are clay or sandy soils, and the kind of trees that uh, fit in those conditions. And then the other part that I talked about was the actual tree shape, uh, uh, formal, informal, rambling, uh, upright, globose. Uh, uh, so you get an idea of the kind of things you might be shopping for when you're looking for a tree. And then at the very end, I talked about uh, the right plant in the right place in the right soil. So if you can, if you can get that all matched up with the tree that you're looking for, um, I think you've uh, made a very good choice in terms of its uh, survivability in, in your home landscape. This week I wanted to talk a bit about uh, how you buy the tree, that is, in, uh, that is how you see the trees when you uh, are shopping at the retail nurseries or the, the bigger garden centers that have a variety of uh, plant material available to you today. Uh, typically, of course, we see potted plants. Those are plants that were either grown from the very beginning in that container, and that container contains all the roots that the plant has ever had. Uh, we may find pots where the plants were field grown and then and then transplanted into the container, grown on for some time. And again, the, that pot contains all the roots the, that shrub has uh, that shrub has ever had. On larger material much heavier material, we think about uh, tree, larger trees, um, uh, very large shrubs uh, sold as bald and burlap trees. These are trees and shrubs that are field dug in the nursery uh, using the existing soil that uh, from the field. Uh, they create this ball of earth around the plant. Uh, they cover that in burlap and tie it up with twine, and that would typically be one way you might see a bald and burlapped plant available to you. The other way we see bald and burlap plants is when they've been mechanically dug with a machine. Uh, a burlap bag is set into a wire basket, and then the plant is deposited in the basket uh, covered with the uh, covering and covered with the burlap then and uh, there's some um, uh, twine and tying used then to ensure that the plant and the basket stay together and in and intact and that's another way we see it uh, any of these are very suitable uh, it's just a matter of of uh, what you can handle as a homeowner yourself a lot of times the potted uh, trees and shrubs uh, that we buy. The trees in particular may have a caliper of an inch, inch and a quarter, inch and a half maybe, and that's as big as you're going to get because that's essentially uh, the largest kind of a plant that they can put in the container uh, that you and I typically can handle at home ourselves or with the help of the neighbor. Uh, the bald and burlapped, the traditional bald and burlapped, as well as the spaded bald and burlapped, these are usually uh, these balls are usually weighing several hundred pounds, and it takes quite an effort to deal with them in the yard. In many cases, these are the kind of trees and shrubs that uh, we have installed for us by a professional landscaper or garden center nursery. They're all good, They're all good, and it's a great uh, time to be planting them. It's, it's here, it's May. It's uh, just a wonderful, uh, a wonderful time. Uh, the other part of, of us planting these materials is when we get the th get these plants home, we should dig a hole that's very generous, 
maybe twice as wide at, at the top as as the container is that we've purchased, and then it can narrow down to something just a few inches wider than the bottom of the pot, um, and that would be an appropriate sized hole today for these materials. Um, the, we've learned that the wider the hole is at the top, uh, the more of that soil that we put back in has loosened. We don't have a compacted soil situation, and the new roots growing out from the trees favor that condition initially. Um, and that's why we talk about the hole wider at the top than, and narrower at the bottom than we have in the past. Uh, so that's a bit about the shape of the hole. You never want to put a tree in the ground and put it any deeper than the soil in the container or the truss flare roots of the tree itself in the bald and burlap setting. You might have to investigate a bit on the bald and burlap to make sure you're not setting it in the ground too deeply. Um, don't dig the hole any deeper than it needs to be because even though we can refill it and we stomp and pack it down, uh, we really haven't resettled the soil to its former compaction level, and the tree will settle in the ground after we've planted it, and, and that may end up being too deep then. So don't uh, dig the hole any deeper than than is necessary. And if you question uh, that flare area on the root ball, you can always plant the tree up a couple inches higher than what you think it might actually need to be. And in that way, you guarantee that you won't be, um, you haven't planted the tree too, too deeply. Um, the backfill material, if the soil is pretty good in your yard, just needs to be a combination of the topsoil that you took off the top of the hole, a little bit of that subsoil or clay that you had, and that's what gets put back in the hole. You can add uh, a bit of soil amendment, maybe a fourth of that might be some sort of a, a compost or organic matter or, or uh, pine bark fines or something like that. Uh, that just adds a bit of organic matter back into the back into the backfill material. That would be good for the plant uh, as it establishes in the yard. And then, uh, of course, you're, you've watered it when you've planted it very well, of course. Uh, that first watering should be good for about a week to 10 days, and after that you need to be monitoring that plant um, at least on a weekly basis. And remembering when you plant it, the only roots it has is are those roots that were either in the pot, the container, or contained in the ball as you planted it. So we're not concerned with soil moisture out and away from the tree. We're concerned with soil moisture right where the ball was or right where the pot was. And that oftentimes, especially in potted material, will oftentimes dry out quicker than the surrounding soil. Bald and burlapped plants more, more closely match the existing soil. Nevertheless, you need to monitor those root balls or the potted ball to make sure there's adequate moisture. And you want to water before anything looks wilted. Trees don't wilt over like your tomato plant does. And by the time you see wilted leaves on a tree, it is severely droughty. Uh, and you've uh, and you've really set it back. So be sure we water that with uh, and very regularly. It takes about a year of recovery for every inch of trunk diameter if you're looking at a shade tree. So remember that it's just not the first three months you have it in the ground, but more likely uh, an entire year, 12 months or 18 months or so, maybe even longer if you plant a bigger tree, uh, for that tree to really have recovered. So water it till the tree and the shrubs are absolutely... Uh, uh, established and and uh, growing on their own again. You can tell that the trees have recovered. The annual rate of growth begins to increase. The leaf size may be bigger. 
um, the the uh, the um, the canopy will begin to look fuller, things like that. So these are some indicators that the tree has finally recovered. So just as an example, a two-inch caliper tree is going to take at least two years in your yard to recover. So it's up to you to maintain it and water that tree and and uh, and make sure that tree doesn't get drought isn't droughty for at least two years. Um, and then look for those other indicators to let you know that the tree has really got some roots growing out into your, your soil and your yard. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Greenside Up. We'll be back again with everybody next week.